It's time to go into auto reverse. Me and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on Shaka Khan. Yvette Stevens from Chicago. That's right. AKA Yvette, Yvette Marie Stevens. Marie Stevens. Do you, do you know why she changed her name to Shaka Khan? So her dad's second wife um, was a Black Panther. And she befriended Fred Hampton and then changed her name to Chaka Khan. Yeah, and I read that was you know I forgot about this, but yeah, she she was heavily in the movement until they gave her some. They pack gave her a pistol, and then she was just like she could. She's like she had knots in her stomach. She's like, yeah, that's when it was time for me to drop out. And she took her the the gun to some I don't know some place in Hyde Park and threw it in the water or something, and was done with it from that on. Um, well, there, well, what I'm reading here that I that I wrote down was that. She was, you know, she was involved with the Black Panthers with Fred Hampton, and then she left the Panthers, and she joined a group called Life L Y F E. This is before Rufus, and she married a guy in a band named Hassan Khan. So I, I, I'm if I'm piecing this together correctly, Chaka was given to her maybe once when she was a Panther. And then Khan was added on when she married this guy that was in the band Life. Ah. Um, and yeah, so that's how, that's. But you know, I, if anyone listening, if you want to correct me on that, you can because I may be wrong. But it was something to do with her involvement with the Panthers and then marrying a, a Muslim guy in a in a band. Um, that's how she changed the name. Yeah, and you know what? Part of that marriage was. Uh, gave her the ability to go uh, to get a contract with uh, with Rufus because Rufus she was only like seventeen at the time, and mm-hmm. this band started doing really well because it was a racially mixed band um, with this dynamo seventeen year old who had this just amazing voice. Um, but yeah, she basically I read that she her mom wouldn't let her sign the contract because she was a minor, but she. Um, basically told her parents that she was pregnant so that she they had to get married and that allowed them to Rufus to kind of get get the contract signed and for her to start recording with them. But before Rufus, so in between when she married this guy Hassan Khan and before Rufus, she was asked to replace uh, Baby Huey when Baby Huey died in Baby Huey and the Babysitters. That I did wow. not know. No, I didn't. I did not know. Yeah, that baby, and, that baby. And, that, and that and and that so that so she was asked to to replace him. She didn't do it. And then Rufus saw her perform, I think, in that band Life, and asked her to join the band. And that's when they signed a rec- that record deal with ABC. Yeah, you know the funny thing, baby Huey. Gosh, if he if he would record it a little bit more, we could be doing an auto reverse on him. But on him, yeah, for sure. That one, for but sure. that one, I only have that one album. But anyhow. Getting off it's the, the only record. I think it's the only record. That's the only made. one I've been able to yeah, find. But yeah, it is, I think, yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I recommend anyone in auto reverse if you see if you could go stream it or if you can get the album, please get the Baby Huey album because it is a really good album and his voice is. He's he's kind of like kind of a I would say 
I'm like a hallucinogenic Sam Cook or something like his voice. Yeah, he's definitely psychedelic. There's a lot of psychedelic stuff going on. Yeah, on that a record. lot of lot of uh, mm-hmm. Hendrix channel changing, yeah. like it, you know, doing the, yeah, old, yeah. the old swirl around. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyhow, um, so sh- she goes to Rufus, and this band basically immediately takes off. Um, in that first album, which is such a, I mean, that's probably one of the better first albums that you're going to hear. I actually have that on vinyl. The self-titled one with yeah. the sort of but they're all like, uh, sepia, sepia tone, um, black and white kind of album cover. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, and they just became like a, you know, would it be wrong to call them like a funk jug- a juggernaut? Uh, I would say like a funk rock band. Like, I, you know, kind of like both. But yeah. Juggernaut would... Be, they called her the queen of funk at this time in this time um and they did have like a big hit too uh, early on uh, tell me something good yeah. from the uh rags to uh rufus record which i love yeah um but yeah they called her the queen of funk so uh, calling them a funk juggernaut is is fine by me uh yeah. but, but definitely there was also rock songs Bad and then there were also songs that rufus sang on um that uh, were cool too. I, they were definitely buried at the, you know, on the B side of the <laughs> records. But uh, I guess somewhere in like '78 or '79, she just she started making solo records alongside the Rufus, uh, Rufus and Chaka Khan records. Yeah. So um, yeah, they started doing like know. a featuring Chaka Khan, Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. Yeah, so, so she would make her own, so, like, so so she would make a, just a Chaka Khan record, and then she would make a Rufus with Chaka Khan record alongside of it. So from like 70, I want to say from, where was it? From like 78 to 83, something so, like that. that they, right. they made like, they made about six records. So like where it was like, three Chaka Khan records, three Rufus records. So um, besides being a funk juggernaut, she, they were just prolific, you know? Um, yeah. And even the solo records are interesting in that each one has a very particular sound and style within funk, R&B, soul. Um, and I, the thing I notice about her is she, she has this like range and this power, this like sort of internal like this like just propulsive you know right. aspect of her voice that sometimes people get annoyed at like i noticed when i've dj'd it like you'll see some people kind of like imitate some of the things that she's doing kind of like dissing it and it's got that whole like divas live aspect you know like like they used to have on vh1 so people get annoyed by that shit but if you think about it it that was just one part of her it was like the fact that she made all these records she worked with all these people she was in the black panther you know she was asked to replace baby huey it's like there's so much to her and and this whole episode i learned a lot of this just reading the wikipedia in, entry for her I, I, there's a lot of this well, i didn't know but i think you're you know i think even listening to the playlist that you, uh, you created is actually another point too because yes to to what you're saying she does have like that Patty LaBelle bombast aspect. That's right. But, That's right. But what I would also say, she does have almost 
she can she can lay it down like Roberta Flack and get the subtleties out as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think like her, her the way when she let when she lets loose, it's it basically commands your attention. And she doesn't. I don't think she goes over the top like Patty Labelle. Like she doesn't seem like she's trying to pull, prove something. And I'm not saying that Patty Labelle is, but sometimes I'm like, okay, Patty, just all right, we get it. Um, the, you can sing. Um, whereas Shaka, there's like there's this underlie of just you can tell she loves singing, and she loves singing to people, and she's tr- also I think a, very imaginative in the way that she she tries to use her voice. Um, yeah, just even, and all the people she uh, she collaborated with, like I, I added that song that she du- that she duetted with uh, Ray Cooter on. Um, the Rick like, so Ray Cooter's uh, Bo- what is it, Bob Till You Drop yeah. album? She duets on one song there. She was in the movie Blues Brothers, yeah. heading the choir. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea you about that. You didn't know that. that. No, wow. I just, I mean, I haven't seen the movie in like ten years, eleven years. So it's like, it, it, I don't know, I've, maybe I've forgotten. But then also she she sings on a Rick Wakeman fucking yeah. solo record. Yeah, I know. It's just like that's that's crazy to me. Well, and and, and Joni Mitchell is her best friend. <laughs> yeah, that part because and she did an album of Joni Mitchell songs. She did an album of Joni Mitchell songs. Yeah, covers. Yeah. Really? Is that on on Spotify? Um, you know what? I didn't look for that. I'm not big. You know, I have to look for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I I read that. Uh, I think it was in that. Um, but anyhow, she, yeah, yeah, she, I mean, there's, look, there's, there's some apparent talent. There's some explicit talent or clear talent in how she, she's obviously someone who can sing and definitely someone who pushes the boundaries of her voice. What I really came to appreciate or discover and appreciate from listening to playlists, you know, a lot of the stuff on Rufus, there's no back. Backup, backup singers like she's doing the melodies she's doing the vocal arrangements mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. else and she has a really keen sense of how to use for the especially for the melodies and backup vocals like has some really good counter not counter but just like some some really interesting harmonies and different vocal plays on songs to really kind of bring it out and you know she's a hell of a songwriter as well I mean a lot of the songs that I think she wrote "Sweet Thing" and a bunch of. I mean, some of the some of their hits is all hers. Um, and I, it, again, and I think like our playlist kind her of. Her biggest, her biggest, her biggest hit was written by Prince, though. You, uh, what's it called? Um, it's on. Uh, I feel for you. That's a Prince song. No, I thought that was Ashford and Simpson. I'm every. Oh, so was, I feel for you. No, no. The I feel for you was uh, was a Prince song and. The Ashford and Simpson song was um, the one that was a hit off the live I'm every, album. I'm every, of, uh, no, Stopping and I'm every woman. No, that was no, Ashford. no, no, no. Well, Ashford and Simpson was that was that, that was Ashford and Simpson. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, I poss- what you gonna do for me? I don't know if she wrote uh, that was another big hit for her. That was yeah. off the solo record, right? Um, uh, but I don't know if uh, Ashford and Simpson wrote it. No, but I'm every woman is definitely written by so, Ashford and Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, so she, you know, the, it's funny because we we talked about that. Cause she was really close to Prince. And matter of fact, the article that we both read, she she had an opiate issue, and because of Prince's death, it made her check in. Ooh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it made her check in to get cleaned up. She's like, you know, that maybe his 
you know, his dying helped me stay alive because I was going down the same path. But, uh, but <laughs> did you hear the, the the story about how they met? Like it was like in the '70s, and Prince wanted her. Maybe it was early '80s. Prince wanted her to come to this recording that he was doing in um, uh, Marin County. I forget the name of the place he was. She was at. Anyhow, she calls up his ho her hotel. And he's like, "Hey, this is Sly Stallone." She's like, "Hey, Sly, Sly." Hey, I'm laying down some tracks. You want to come put some vocals on some things? And she's like, yeah. So she come there and then she's like, we're Sly. And then Prince was like, yeah, I'm sorry. That was me, blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, I don't like to be fooled with. And she just turned heels and left. Uh, but, you know, they kind of came together after that. But it was just kind of funny that that kind of, you know, Prince was up for that trickery to get her into the studio because that, she is kind of a, a singular voice. And that's kind of playing in this. Prince always likes to get the best people on his stuff. When you, like, we talk about, in, you know, our auto-reversal dance, about what we've come to, what about, you know, people that were kind of revisiting, and Shaka Khan's definitely someone who I put in we're revisiting, because you and I both have a, a very large appreciation of her, but what, like, how do you see her and her music, and I mean, I know that, I'm pretty sure like you, my fairly my view of her has kind of expanded a little bit through this exercise that we've kind of taken the last couple of weeks with her music. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you asking me? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I, I made a really <laughs> lot. It's like those people ask like 17 questions in one question. Uh, <laughs> it's like dopey. So like through the expert, like, you know, how do you view Shaka Khan? Like before we kind of jumped into her, like, and because we, we basically learned about her through AO, AOR, you know, playing a Rufus songs. But like, how's that kind yeah. of expanded over the years? Your, your take on her and her what she and her music. Well, first of all, I was drawn to her just when I found out we share the same birthday. We're both born on March 23rd. So right then and there, I was like, oh, OK. What we, we maybe we were connected somehow <laughs> no but ser seriously <laughs> like no knowing knowing that that we had shared the same birthday i felt a sort of kinship to her because i had heard um music from her on the radio and i was always like really like you know i i thought it was tasteful and like it had the beauty beauty of her voice and how strong her voice is but i thought it was the songs and stuff were tasteful and the fact that she did rufus stuff early on you know gave me gave it even more context but uh, what I learned, I, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't even like I, what I learned is just all this history about her being a, a black pan, you know, being involved with the Black Panthers. The fact that she sang on the Robert Palmer uh, uh, "Addicted to Love," and then they scratched her vocal out um, when her manager said that she didn't she didn't want her to he, he didn't want her to be overexposed. Right. I had no idea about that. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that he that she sang on a Rick Wakeman. Um, no. solo no, record or or even or even i forgot about this This was a huge hit in 85 the uh the uh, stevie winwood song higher love i for, i forgot that she sang duet with him on that so this is it's just more like what i learned about her 
is the depth of her personage, like like what she's done musically and who she's collaborated with. You know for a fact that I'm obsessed with her records, especially her mm. solo records, like the stuff that she made in the 80s, like What You Gonna Do For Me and, and those records um, and Clouds and all that. And so I already I was already developing this sort of like real, you know, sort of fascination with those records that she made in the early early to mid 80s. But then to add this information on this sort of like all these wrinkles that I had no idea were there, you know, or or being re, or being, you know, um, reminded of things that you knew while they were happening. Right. Like these duets that you definitely heard on the radio and being reminded, hey, it was her, you know. Because I think what happened with a lot of these singers, and it may and it may have it may have affected me to a degree, is when VH1 did all these divas live shit, right, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Whitney and her and, and Patti LaBelle um, and Aretha and stuff. It kind of like watered it watered the whole thing down a little bit and just put them all in one box. And I like to me, she's out of the box, chocolate. Yeah. Like yeah. besides being an incredible singer. She's out of the box in terms of like, I feel like she's more, she takes more risks, but still keeps it tasteful. And she's also someone that, and I always appreciate this about artists, she's hard on the record industry. She's like, fuck them. You know, like when she got out of her deal with Warner Brothers and then went and signed with Prince in the mid to late 90s, I guess she signed, she made, I think she made like one record on Prince's label. Right. MPG. Come, come to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like there. I don't know. I just really like her. Yeah, she's. I, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I just it, really like her. Yeah, she. I think that uh, you know, there's an appreciation that comes through listening. You know, reading articles about her and ha hearing interviews with her because I think she is just someone who likes to explore and try to do things like even that bebop metal melody medley rather medley medley. I like she's. You know she. They that song like infuses giant steps in it from Coltrane and yeah. it's like it's like it just she does a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, even that this week we uh, we found that uh, album she did last uh, two years ago. Hello Happiness. Yeah, and it's surprisingly yeah. like really good. But she got in with some guys. Um, uh, I forget their names, Switch or something like that. But they mm -hmm. they really brought it like a a new kind of feel and look to her voice. Her voice still showcases. But it's doing, you know, the music and everything is taking like a really kind of, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, updated, you know, your modern twist on, on stuff. And it's really, it's really good. I, I, did you add any to the list or no? Or we could do that later. Not from that, not from that, not from that album. You should do that because you've already listened to the, yeah, that but album it's surprisingly really good. Familiar. It's not a very long album, but it's really entertaining and it's her, you know, it's, and it's varied. I think it's back to the point where we're, saying, where we're both saying is that, you know, she just doesn't, she could have sit and done about 20 different versions of Sweet Thing and probably made a good bit of coin off of it um, because it's such a, it's such a fun, it's such a hook laden, um, just great ballad. Um, but, you know, she's someone who's feisty, just not only in my, in, in mind, body and spirit. So... Um, I think that's what, what those kind of people kind of gravitate because she's like someone who's pissed off at people. She's still trying to get her 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 money for Rufus, you know, her rights to the music for Rufus, and mm -hmm. you know she's still fighting for that shit. 
Um, but also she's, you know, trying to make new music. She's not set and set still. She, you know, she's a grandmother who just recorded an album a couple of years. I mean, she, and she doesn't seem like someone who's going to quit. Her voice seems like it hasn't really, she's taken care of it. Um, there's a there's a wildness to her. Yeah, I think that's there's a, like that's, a wildness to her. There's, and that and that it's a tra that's attractive to me and appealing. Um, and also, she gives it up to the gods. Like that's like on that uh, "What You Gonna Do for Me" album, yeah. she reworks "Night in Tunisia." Yeah, I mean, she's giving it up to the gods. Like that's what she's doing. And you know, we talked about this on Auto Reverse about other artists. It's just people that are that tuned in with shit with music and what's important in music and are able to sort of walk the line between experimentation and exploring and pop those are the people that we should be paying attention to because they they're tapping into something that other artists will never get anywhere near well, you know and so that that and that's that's you know that's the magic, right? But I, magic. I but I think it's like, and given that especially what's going on in our world today, it's like we all need to move out of our comfort zones, and right, and go to places that are a little different and sit with it for a little bit. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Like, yeah, I don't like this kind of music, but look, there's some inherent beauty in all types of music, and sometimes it takes a little bit of patience, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of opening your mind and allowing yourself to kind of breathe it in and I think like uh, you know a, a nice bridge to a lot of that different kind of, is musicians like you know Shaka Khan you know Donald Bird's another one that you kind of they try their hand at a lot of different things because they embrace music with these with these incredibly open arms and they give it their best shot to, to, to not just do it but do it faithful to what its intention is and I think that we all need to get out of listening to I, I love Bachman Turner Overdrive, but we need to listen to some other <laughs> shit occasionally. To, we need to go to stuff to where it's like, what is this shit? I mean, I do you know what I mean? Like, how, you know how sometimes we're sitting there listening to stuff, and you're just like, what is it? And if you're not in the mood for it, like, especially we do this, this uh, Spotify Discover, sometimes some shit will pop up, and we're like, what in the God's name is this? Yeah. And it's But it's good to at least try it. Well, it's good try to... It it's good. You know what? It's good to at least have it go through your cycle a couple times so you can allow yeah. it can allow it sit with you for a minute don't don't just dismiss it out of hand like you know it's like you know at one end of it he's like you know tony sees chili peppers in his discovery weekly he's gonna just he's gonna <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna bounce before he even hits the play button yeah but i know that shit already but Come he's on, but man. he but he's but he sat and <laughs> He sat in that hammock that is the Chili Peppers, and it's I have, and it's I continually have. The, the the nails of uh, that hold it together continually pop out, and he hits the ground. So he doesn't like that particular hammock. But what I'm no, there's always a white tube sock in the hammock. <laughs> it's it's crusty, um, crusty white tube sock in the hammock. I'm not uh, sitting there. No, no, you should kick that out pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you know. I think music, like all of us, have to open up our minds a little bit more. I'm not going to get on the soap, stay on the soapbox too long, but I think music is a way that is a good first step or is a good gateway to getting us all thinking about things that are outside our things, our our comfort zones, and to understanding that people are trying different things. And I try to listen to as much new music as po possible, and a lot of it doesn't jive with me. Some of it 
magically after a second or third listen does. And I like that. I like when I'm proven, my sensibilities have been proven wrong and that I do have space to like a different, a, a new type of music. So Shaka, again, and Shaka Khan is someone who's a perfect person to kind of ride the waves of, you know, a, a variety of music. I was pushing that on you too, Chuck. I was really, you know, pushing it on you because I just, I re I think it's more in later years, you know, because I started listening to her in the seventies when I was a kid. But it's been more in the last like ten years where I've really like zeroed in on the things I find so appealing about her, and mostly yeah. in her music, but also in her person. Uh, but uh, it's just like so. That's why I kept pushing it, and and that's what we do here. We look. We're looking for stuff that makes you feel different, right? Like things that will 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 stir a new feeling inside you of some kind. You know, like that's what we're trying to do. And you know, if you have a band that either you like a lot that you don't think people need or more people need to know about, or even go the the wackier other end of that of a band that you don't know about that you want us to look into and put a playlist together so you can. Figure out if that's a band that you like. We, we're happy to do either. You know, we're, you know, we got our Explorers hat on all the time, and like I said, we talk to each other almost every day, and you know, giving each other shit about this, that, and the other. But always, <laughs> but always uh, looking forward to going a new challenge uh, and do an episode around it. Definitely. So hit us up autoreversepod at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook, and yeah, until next time. Peace.